and welcome to today's pep talk, Divisiveness, episode 18. As I have mentioned in recent podcasts, I am gravely concerned about the divisiveness in our country. I absolutely agree with Drs. David and Austin Perlmutter that the biological disconnection between the amygdala and the prefrontal cortex creates a psychological disconnection that contributes to this me-against-you mentality that we're seeing in society. I also believe this defensive mindset is developed due to historic personal wounds, insecurities within oneself, and or fear. In episode 16, I described the physiological elements of the disconnection syndrome according to doctors David and Austin Perlmutter. If you did not catch that episode, I highly encourage you to listen to it. Since in that episode, I reviewed the physiological theory associated with this overdeveloped need to personalize and become defensive, in today's podcast, podcast, I want to talk about the psychological factors associated with divisiveness. As I stated, I believe personal wounds from an individual's past, insecurities within an individual, as well as fear can contribute to unnecessary judgment criticism, anger, and defensiveness. Let me give you some examples of how these roots can present themselves. I was talking with one of my clients who was sharing an intense political argument between my client and her aunt. I recognized that the argument was not really about the political views, it was about something deeper. And as I continued to ask questions to uncover the root, My client owned she was really upset with her aunt about something that happened years earlier. She even went so far as to say, I really don't care that we have different political views. My client was reacting to her aunt based upon the hurt my client felt about something that happened previously. She was attempting to tell her aunt how she really felt about her, about the past wound, in a rather passive-aggressive manner. It was my client's way of expressing her true feelings about her aunt without directly addressing the root issue. This is an example of the historic personal wound root. Let me give you an example of the fear root. A few weeks ago, I was listening to the Brain Warriors Way podcast and Dr. Amen was talking about the pandemic. He said that people who do not wear masks are spoiled, entitled, and believe that the world owes them. I will be honest with you, I was really taken aback by his words. I I wasn't surprised he had strong feelings about the masks. However, I was stunned, and I truly mean stunned, he was so judgmental of people who did not agree with his perspective. I have a great deal of respect for Dr. Amen. He is a psychiatrist who has a body of work that demonstrates his dedication to helping people overcome behavioral health issues. And yet, here he was making such an overtly critical statement. And God love his wife, she was, she was jumping in saying that she didn't agree it was that simple and she believed it was more complicated than, than what he was, he was making it out to be. Nonetheless, he stood his ground on where he stood. I believe, and of course this is just my opinion, but I believe that Dr. Amen's statement came from a place of fear. 
the reason I say that is because he's made some comments on his podcast that's led me to believe that he's he's very fearful of contracting the virus and I also understand that he's had some recent loss in his life and I believe that his mother contracted the virus earlier this year and I believe all of these factors contributed to his what I would label aggressive statement and Again, from my perspective, Dr. Amen appears to be a rational and intelligent human being with clearly a great deal of insight into psychological health, and yet he was making a critical statement that I believe was fueled by fear. And my point in bringing up Dr. Amen in, in this podcast and sharing that example is because here's someone who seemingly is psychologically healthy and has great insight into you know, defense mechanisms. And yet, again, from my perspective, it would appear that he was reacting to something out of fear and that this is an opportunity even for Dr. Amen to grow as a person. If we have a reaction to something, we really need to look within ourselves to identify the root. And notice here I said, if we have a reaction, I'm talking about that visceral feeling that results in anger, judgment, and defensiveness. When, when that occurs, when that reaction occurs, stop and look inward. Ask yourself, what is the perceived threat? Is your character being questioned? Is your intelligence being questioned? Do you believe you are being taken advantage of? Do you believe someone will think less of you? Is your safety being threatened? Are your freedoms being threatened? Are you hurt from something from your past and this is being triggered? Life will present us with people and circumstances that reveal the areas of our psyche in which we are not free areas in which we are being controlled. It is important to identify the root of our reactions. If you have a strong reaction to someone or something, do not blame that person or the circumstances. Don't say it's their fault or that situation's fault for why you're reacting the way that you are. View the reaction as information. It is an opportunity for you to look within yourself it's an opportunity to grow. For example, if you're reading a social media post that expresses an opinion different from your own and you become angry and defensive, ask yourself, what am I really upset about? What was triggered in me to react the way I'm reacting? Is there a perceived threat? Did the comment trigger a belief rooted in childhood? Did it remind me of someone or something from earlier in my life that was distressing to me? Am I insecure and the comment is triggering my own insecurities? It's looking within you, taking an opportunity to explore what is happening within you and the root of it. Let me use myself as an example. When it comes to my clients, I do not judge or criticize. Now that may be a pretty bold statement. It's a, it's a true statement. I have, I really have endless, I would say endless, almost endless, I guess I need to be realistic. I have almost endless amount of compassion and concern for my clients. 
I have a respect for them because they are working to be the best version of themselves. They're working to heal their wounds and to develop healthy character traits. They are coming into my office and they are digging and they are working and I just have such respect for them. And even though I've had many clients who were afraid to share a choice that they had made in their past or something that that they they thought that they were concerned if they shared it with me, I would criticize them or think differently of them in some way. That just couldn't be further from the truth. I just, it, it's, when it comes to my clients, that's just not going to happen. Not going to judge them. Not going to criticize them. However, when it comes to less than stellar customer service or certain drivers who, in my opinion, are driving recklessly, I am a critic. I own it. In fact, just the other day, I was in a roundabout heading to work. I'm in the left lane and the car beside me is in the right lane. The lanes are clearly marked. The arrows on the pavement are right there. I need to stay in the left lane to enter into the roundabout and the car on my right needs to turn right. Again, it's marked, the arrows are right there. Nonetheless, the car turns left. And if I had not anticipated that the individual wasn't paying attention, the the person would have just crashed right into my car. And I guess maybe we can say blessedly, this has happened so many times, I'm very aware that most of the time people are in that right lane, they're not gonna turn right, they're gonna turn left into, into the roundabout. I didn't swear at the person, I didn't flip the person off. However, I had some pretty negative thoughts about the person and I felt some anger. I thought that they were being careless and I even thought that they were being self-focused and I find that to be rather interesting. I thought that they were thinking that it was all about them when really I was the one that was being self-focused. I was the one who was making the situation about me. That individual didn't know me. He probably thought I was the one who made the, the error and yet I was the one getting upset and irritated as if that individual intentionally attempted to hit my car. Again, he was going about his day, he wasn't paying attention, whatever the reason was, and he made the left-hand turn. Again, not about me. If we look at the three roots that trigger defensiveness and anger, the one that applies to my situation is fear, right? my perceived threat was that the person would hit my car. I was concerned about having to get my car fixed, about the cost of getting my car fixed, just the whole inconvenience of all the tasks that were gonna be involved with insurance and getting the car repaired. My irritation towards this person came from a place of concern for myself and my car, right? Did it serve me to get upset? Did it change the circumstances? Will the driver be more mindful going forward because I was upset at him? No, I doubt the driver even knew he was in the wrong. The incident that day didn't ruin my day. I had my initial reaction to the person in my head and then I went about my day. And this is something that I'm working on. I'm really working on and having much more patience and grace when it comes to, to drivers as well as when it comes to customer service individuals. And the big piece of that is for my own health. It just, it, it, it's, it just doesn't serve me to be getting angry about something that my anger isn't going to change, right? It's not going to alter the circumstances in some way. So again, I went on about my day. It was fine, no big deal. Um, just happy that my car didn't get hit. 
However, I want you to think about a person who was bullied as a child and someone who has not done their healing work, okay? Someone in the same situation that I was in. Again, they've been bullied as, as a child. They've not done their healing work. Someone who was told by family members and by classmates that she was an idiot. She was inferior. This simple act of someone pulling into her lane could have triggered a cascade of negative thoughts and beliefs. This person could have felt the driver intentionally cut her off. He was out to get her. He was like every other person in her life who believed she could be intimidated and pushed around. How do you think this individual may have reacted to the driver? The individual may have honked at the driver, may have screamed at him, flipped him off even, possibly drove after the driver and confronted him. For this individual, the defensiveness was rooted in historic personal wounds as well as insecurities within herself. Because of her history of people treating her so poorly, she believes everyone does this to her, even someone who simply was being mindless while he was driving. Oh, here, I've got another example for you that's about me. <laughs> it's regarding leash laws. I live in a city where there is a leash law for dogs, and I also walk my dog in a park where the signs clearly state that dogs need to be on a leash. And I feel rather strongly about wanting dogs to be on their leashes. And can I tell you, a, a, an irritant that I have is when people, their dog comes running up to me off a leash and they say, oh, he's friendly, he's friendly. Well, I have had, well, I've had some not great situations with dogs, but particularly after I adopted my dog, I had a situation with a good intentioned dog who was not on a leash, who got tangled up in on, with my dog who was on a leash and I really I mean ugh, I really did think she was going to die I, I it was just oh my gosh it was just such an awful experience and because of that experience when I after again this happened not long after I got her and when I would go out for walks then I would have a pretty visceral reaction to people that didn't have their dogs on leashes it and where was it coming from? It was coming from fear, right? My fear was that she was going to get hurt. And it was interesting because it seemed like every single time I took my dog out, I was encountering these individuals that didn't have their dogs on leashes. So I recognized the issue was within me. I recognized that the universe was sending me all of these opportunities to manage dealing with individuals who had their dogs off leashes and it was triggering this fear right within myself. And I recognized I was the one who needed to change, right? I was the one with the issue. It wasn't all these other individuals. I mean, first of all, tons of people walk their dogs that have their dogs on leashes and other people don't have their dogs on leashes and it doesn't bother them in the least, right? No, they're not irritated, bothered by it at all. And then there's, you know, other, I mean, there's clearly tons of people who have their dogs off leashes and I'm sure they feel as strongly about their dog being off of a leash as I feel about wanting their dog on a leash. It's truly a different perspective, right? And there was no way that I was going to get all of these individuals to begin following the rules. So I needed to find peace within myself, right? I, I needed to do the work so that every time I took my dog out for a walk, I wasn't getting 
all worked up, getting angry and getting frustrated. It wasn't healthy for me and it wasn't healthy for my dog. Now, what do I do? If someone doesn't have their dog on a leash and it appears that they're not going to get their dog under control, I simply pick up my dog and I keep walking. It's as simple as that, right? I'm not gonna change them. They're not gonna change my view about it. I'm the one though that was getting upset. They weren't, they weren't upset about their dog being off, off leash. I was, and I was the one that needed to do the work within myself so that I wasn't getting angry and frustrated every time I was going for a walk. And again, what was the root to this? It was fear. I was fearful that my dog was gonna get hurt. Do you see how these three roots of past wounds, insecurity, and fear can apply to situations in which we become defensive and angry? I really do believe that these roots are connected to any situation in which someone becomes defensive. And again, I'm talking about more of an overreaction. And I don't mean that in a condescending way. I mean that sincerely. Like if we're overreacting to something, again, me walking my dog and a dog comes up to me off leash, internally, what was going on with me was an overreaction. Again, other people don't get as worked up about it as I do. That was something that was going on within me. It can be something as simple, right, that this, this overreaction that we have, it can be something as simple as a driver not following traffic laws, a store clerk appearing rude, or a comment on social media regarding politics or social issues. If an individual is having a visceral reaction, I believe it is due to one of these three roots. I am not saying that we all need to agree on everything. Of course, we are going to have differing views. This isn't about us just all walking around and everybody agrees with everybody about everything. That's not, that's not what I'm talking about at all. I am talking about the reaction that an individual has when they become angry, defensive, combative, and aggressive. When that reaction is happening, this is rooted in something going on within the person who's becoming upset. We can try to blame the other person and say that it's he or she that did something to create the reaction within us. Typically, our reaction, again, not response, reaction, is due to something within ourselves. Again, I could blame my anger on these individuals not having their dogs on a leash, right? They're not following the law. It's clearly marked. They need to have their dogs on a leash. But my reaction, what is it getting me? How is it helping anything? How is it changing anything? It wasn't. I would really like for you to consider the roots as they apply to you and to also recognize the same is true for others. If someone is reacting to something you said or did in a manner that seems unwarranted, it is probably one of these three roots. Be compassionate. Have some grace for the individual. Please do not react back to them. In fact, there's this beautiful quote by Alexandra Vazaliu, I think it is, Vazaliu, I think is how it's pronounced. Be always gentle. Every heart hides wounds that never bleed. Oh, I love that. Be always gentle. Every heart hides wounds that never bleed. I love that quote, and I think that's so true. We don't know what's going on with someone else, right? If there is a reaction happening with someone, we don't know what their story is. And we just think it's completely, you know, over the top and what's wrong with them. And oftentimes we'll personalize it ourselves and think it's at us. But more than likely, it's about something going on within that person. 
I think it's so important for us to apply this information that I'm presenting today towards ourselves and also applying it to other people to provide some more grace to other people. Again, in my opinion, there's three roots to this, this divisiveness, this aggressiveness that we can have when we react and it's connected to past wounds, insecurities, and fear. I encourage you to look within yourself and see if there are any situations in which you're becoming defensive, combative, aggressive, or angry. If so, assess whether one of the three roots I've discussed is connected to your reaction. I also, as I just said a minute ago, encourage you to do the same for others. Right? If somebody is, is appearing very upset about something and it doesn't seem to fit for you, remember, every heart hides wounds that never bleed. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I encourage you to do one thing today purposefully, to attain true health.